This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, Stars fans, it's Jeff Kay, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Hey guys, welcome back to Starcastic Remarks. We're not even going to do any of the intro or anything like that, so we're just going to get straight into this because uh, there's so much things to talk about with this game, and uh, the, the, the bogus calls that uh, the Stars had against them. And it's just, it's the same thing over and over and over and over again. It's, oh, my hat's going jank. It's getting the green screen behind me. Anyways, just frustration continues. Dallas Stars lose again, and uh, you'll never guess. Uh, overtime loss to the Vancouver Canucks 5-4, to four, but we got to talk about the travesty that we just saw and the fact that the NHL doesn't know what onside and offside is. So let's just get straight into that. Um, complete bogus call. It, it it he didn't he didn't even touch the puck, didn't even touch the puck, and he did not have control of the puck, and he was completely over the line. And I guess that's considered possession in the NHL nowadays, guys. I'm I'm hacked off at the call that was on the ice tonight. Yeah, well, he he did touch the puck. He received the pass on his backhand. Um, so he didn't have possession of the puck. I think once he received no, he re- the puck, he received it on the forehand and then moved it to the backhand. Yeah. Okay. Clear. So, so my point here is once he received the puck, he received the puck in a way that he was manipulating it to a specific position that he could continue his motion into the zone with. I think they got the call right. Uh, my problem is going to be with what James is about to say. So go yeah. ahead, James. There, there's literally a goal two months ago that Connor McDavid had where he he skates into the zone on the forehand and just like he he lets the puck glide forward so that he can fight off a stick check and he glides in front of the puck and, and whoa in James. front of the puck <laughs> in front of the whoa, puck whoa james whoa Excuse i know you're mad you. that'll never happen again <laughs> but oh, it will it might but he glides in front of the puck regains possession of it and and it's called offside and then that that's what it looks like to me that this is it's the same thing. He yeah. he stops the puck, goes into the zone and re-grabs the puck once he's already in the zone and the puck isn't. That sh- that is offsides and from the own league's explanation of the goal, they said he didn't have possession and control. So yes, Bavillier had control of the puck, he did not have possession of it. It is not on his stick, he's not touching it. So yeah. per the NHL's own explanation from a goal that happened two months ago, 
It's the same season. It should be offsides. And that's the problem I have with it. Is it just totally inconsistent? I mean, they don't even know what they're talking about. And they're the ones making the call. So, well, I think personally it should count as possession. The part that is annoying is that they have no idea. They don't know if it's possession. It's the same thing with goalie interference. They don't know what's goalie interference. Like, they just look at it and they're like, hmm, I guess it's goalie interference. (laughs) Part of the frustrating thing is, too, they changed the rule to be possession and control instead of just the puck proceeds. And if you just keep the puck proceeds, then you don't have any of these problems. You don't have these mix-ups. You don't have these arguments. You don't have stupid judgment calls. Is that possession? Is it? I don't know. You tell me. Especially putting the language possession in the rule book when possession is such a weird thing in hockey. Like, you're not holding the puck. Like, it's completely different from basketball, baseball, football. You are never fully in control of the puck. It's it's on the end of a stick. Like, (laughs) it's very hard to determine what's possession and what isn't. I mean, the, the, the problem I have with it is just that he wasn't touching the puck as he entered the zone that that's that's not yeah. possession and then I, you have and then what they were trying to decide is was that one touch that he made from pay, putting it forehand to backhand was that him gaining possession of the puck and i mean that's just such a that's such a fluky thing to call i mean there's no way to make an accurate call on that every time so the rules obviously screwed up but it gets us on the wrong end this time well, even more importantly, let's talk about how the Stars did tonight because they did not play well again tonight in multiple facets of the game. It, it, it doesn't matter. It's the same thing over and over with this team for the past two months. It's the well, exact same freaking gosh dang this, thing. This Every game was a thing. little different because the game ends five to four. Every other game in the past month has ended three and two. I don't care. They, we played good defense the in, the, in the last in the last twelve games. Yeah, this is the first game that we played really, really bad defense. And I would say the Stars only had one bad period, but that was enough to cost it. I mean, the first period was the worst defense we've played all season. The second and third period were fantastic, and then we got goalied in those second and third periods because you didn't play a full sixty minutes, which is a problem we've had all season long. So, if you're not going to come out of the gates hot. When you need to get rolling again, like we were saying at the end of the last game, the schedule lines up perfect to get on a win streak. I mean, what are you doing? You got a new guy in and you come out of the gates that cold? And he scores too. He scored. Yeah. <laughs> um I, I'm still I'm I'm not gonna yell and scream because there's no point to it anymore because well, I that's don't what I want this... that's what I want to do. I don't uh, think this I, is a yell and scream game, Ryan. I no, mean, the second and third period. This is 100% a yell and scream game. What are you talking about? It's not. The, they, they still can't score on the power play. They score one goal out of all the opportunities they have against the worst team in the NHL. Now you're getting me going, Chris. Against the worst power penalty kill in the NHL. They still can't play for a full 60 minutes. Uh, the same people still cannot score goals. Marchment goes... 30 games now without a goal. Um, They still cannot seem to figure out anything to get the puck to go in the back of the freaking net. And when they four goals, that's just wrong. But it took, it took them the other team scoring again for the first time. And then as soon as we got a goal back, which I thought was the fluke, by the way, we got lucky. We were gifted with that chance. Jamie Ben just put it in the back of the net and willed it. They, they allow them to score the power and the power play immediately after. Don't tell me that this was a good game. 
and that we should feel different about this I game. I said the we're second and saying... third periods were good. I don't you care. You can't say it was a bad game. I mean, it's, you can't it say was the entire, a bad game. The entire game was bad. Game. Yes, the results speak for themselves. It does the not matter. I'm over. I'm wrong. I'm over the fact of these stupid moral. Oh well, we won this this period. Oh, we won this period. I don't care. What do the results say right now? The results I mean, say right now we have won two regulation games, two regulation games in the last eleven. We won five since 2023 started. We are looking like a joke of a team. We've lost to Vancouver. We've lost to Columbus Blue Jackets. We're going into Arizona. I fully expect to lose this game. I mean, but you're being illogical saying that the entire game was terrible. Because that's just wrong. I mean, Money Puck has us winning this game 75% of the time. The expected goals that we have is six. The expected goals for the Canucks is two. It was illogical that that we lost this game. And it was all because of Demko and because of two Canucks players. I mean, no, you can't say the no, entire game was bad. Yes, yes. The ge- I don't care about the stupid moral victories. It's not Look, a moral victory. It's not a moral victory. You stats. <laughs> it's, no, it's You're not. You're telling the... you facts, Ryan. What? Facts about okay. how the game went. <laughs> what is the most important stat in the goals, game tonight? Ryan, it's goals. It's goals. Good so job. So who won? But you we can't lost. say no, no. that the entirety of the game was bad. That is just wrong. That is an incorrect statement. I don't care. I, I y'all can convince me about this as much as you want, but I, I'm I'm standing by it. I'm standing by it because they cannot figure out how to play a full game of sixty minutes. They're supposed to be a the number one team in the Central. Colorado is knocking on the door. They were up two to nothing the last time I saw against Vegas. They won. We, okay, there you go. So we're we're not we're not a we're not gonna be a top team in the NHL when we should be. And I, I you, you could you can throw out stats about how great we did in the second and third period and the fact that we outshot them 19 to 3, I think, in the second period. It does not matter. Look at the results of the game. I that agree. is the one thing that matters about all of this stuff. All of this. They're not getting the wins and they're not. They, and they are crawling I, I, out I'm of point the this hardest out too. point of the whole season that they've had, Ryan. And they had a good second half of the game. Honestly, this every other game, the past, the past when we were on the the five game losing streak, not one of those did we look competitive at any point in the game. We never got more than two goals. We never had an expected goals of more than three. Those are awful games. Yeah, and we we crawled out of the last one and we won it. And we we looked awful in the first period, absolutely awful. And we should never we should never let Vancouver do that. We should never let Vancouver beat us. But they they come back in the second half of the game. They play a crazy game. They should have scored twelve. It felt like. Yeah. And yeah, they lost in overtime. I, I, I off agree of, with off ev- of a controversial call. Yeah, I agree with everything you say, Ryan. But you can't say that the that they played a bad game overall. That's just wrong. It is 100, 100% incorrect. So we're just going to have to move on because we're not going to agree on this. So let's talk about something else. By the way, we still love each other, even though we argue like no, this. We, no, we hate Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> we're just very strong, independent Stars fans. How about that? Who don't need no... Uh, I don't know what the... Well, we have a daddy now. <laughs> we have one now. So we have one now, so we have to be. But... The, the thing move is, on. don't talk about it. No, yeah, I'm going to talk on. about it one more time because well, I'm going to talk about it. Too. I'm going to talk about it. It's a, it's, a, it's something different. Okay. It, and 
I even got Razor saying it. I'm I'm going to take credit for it, okay? What did you hear in the first period? What did he say that the Stars do not have? What did he say they do not have? He mentioned it one time. But what did they say, Ryan? They don't have a... They have a lack of a killer instinct. They, did, they don't have it. Razor himself said it. I mean... So- to me, so that's that's yeah, what yes, I'm more I, frustrated about I, I, more than anything actually, about this. I actually did want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, because yes, recently, yes, absolutely. That was not the case early in the season. This team can have a killer instinct. It has completely lost them. Uh, I don't I don't know where it went because I mean you you talk about like how many comeback wins did we have in December? We had at least three or four big, big, huge comebacks. And and some of those we finished in regulation. I mean, so this team has it in them, but I have no clue where it went. Chris? I'm agreeing with James. I mean, that's exactly what I was about to say. I mean, we saw it's it earlier in the now. season. We had it. it. It's it's somewhere, but hopefully it comes back. It It's just they, they haven't had it since the beginning of the season. October they had it, and it's like it slowly dwindled off as the season has gone on. And it's just that that's the frustrating thing about this team is we've seen it. We know they can do it. And I, I, this goes to my next point and that they have to figure out how to start the freaking hockey game and not get scored on first. That would be really and a really interesting statistic well, to look up. And I'll I mean, look that up here after the, the, the game, the Boston the pod, game, but. the Boston game, we did score first. And I yeah. thought we looked worse in the Boston game than we did in some of these other ones. That's what's been frustrating to me is that it's not, it's not just every first period. I mean, sometimes we're up in the game and then we blow up in the third yeah. period. I, we, I mean, it just won, changes. We, we're just not playing 60 minutes. Yeah. We won the first half of the Chicago game and gave yeah. up four straight and lost. So it's, it, it it's, doesn't matter if we're in the lead or behind. Yeah, we've we're tried every different every way. game, and we've tried we've tried every different way to win overtime. I mean, we we can talk about that next. Whose idea was it to put Ben and Sagan <laughs> against Hughes and Pedersen? I what? didn't mind it, but Ben's first pass was stupid. Lot. That was that was frustrating that Ben tried that because that instantly lost us possession. Yeah, and and a dump and chase and a three on three overtime. Interesting. It, it's just. It seems like everything that could be going wrong for the stars right now could be going wrong. And then like any breaks that we could possibly get, like the the call uh, at the end of the game, I'm not even really all that mad about it because I'm I'm more mad at the stars for the fact that it, they even let it get to that. It, it we should not be going to overtime with Vancouver towards the end of the season. We have like 20 something games left and that's it. We should not be at in that situation, in that position, at this time in the year, against those players, they don't have Bo Horvat. He got traded to New York to the New York Islanders, and then they don't have JT Miller on top of that tonight, and he's hurt. And they're still going to go in and and get throttled like they did they, in the first they period. Did get Demko Ridiculous. Back. <laughs> the, their their star goaltender they did get back, so that sucks. But yeah, no, we still shouldn't have shouldn't have lost that game. And really what this game comes down to for me is that it comes down to some terrible defensive play in the beginning of the, or the, the entirety of the first period. I mean, the thing we praise about this defense, they'll give up a good amount of shots sometimes, but they won't give up slot shots. I think two out of the three that they scored were from the slot. And that was just due to some terrible defensive play. I mean, Hawk and Paw 
yikes, had one of his worst games ever. Um, and Suter as well had a rough game. He played barely at all tonight. Um, and then Demko just locks it down at the end. The third period, the fact that we don't score four goals in the third period, or at least more than one in the second. Well, I guess we got one at the end, but I mean, those second and third periods, only three goals with all those chances is truly unbelievable. I mean, I, I just don't know what else to do other than they just, they need to have, I don't know, have well, them all go eat Taco Bell and then yeah. have them all have their butts on fire or something for, no. for the first period or something. I don't know what else to do with this what? team to get them going in the first period. I think that's the lack of killer instinct more yeah. than anything. I know the answer to what they have to do. They need to play another game like this and they'll win. I mean, if you play a game exactly like they did tonight, they're going to win it. I mean, you, you play just, just play slightly better in the yeah. first period. Like, yeah. Even if it, you're playing slow in the first period, if you play yeah. defensively, you you win the game. Or Ottinger they, makes one more save. He had an off night tonight, that's for sure. I mean, he made one big save that I could think yeah. of. And and, and I'm, I'm, that I'm kind of, more. I was kind of, I'm kind of annoyed that we're not playing Wedgwood more now. I mean, we're playing the teams that we should be anyway, and it's 22 games till the end of the season, and Otters play like 70. percent Dude, give him a break. <laughs> yeah. So he had a rough especially, one tonight. Especially having a, he had a rough one against. Chicago as well. Rough one against Chicago, yeah. a rough one against the Canucks. Yeah. He needs a break. <laughs> but, I mean, if you look at every single stat, other than goals, which is apparently the only stat that matters now, the Stars win this game every single time. I mean, I just checked Money Puck again. They're deserved to win a meter, which is basically uh, goals expected plus some other stuff. The Stars win this game 82% of the time, not 75 like that is one of the most massive lopsided and, affairs that went the other direction that I've seen. So and Demko did play crazy tonight, but he was I mean, insane. There was, there was in also a lot of a lot of chances that we had from mostly Marchment and Sagan that like they just didn't hit the net on. And Pavelski which is crazy. Put Pavelski it's crazy because oh yeah, Pavelski had like two or three misses as well. Yeah. The, I, and we still had thirty eight shots on net. Like, dude, what the heck? It should have been fifty. Yeah. So, sorry guys, I, I promise I'm paying attention. I'm looking up the offside rule because I'm still hacked off about that. I don't believe it. It it, 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 I, it just frustrates me because they had an exact play like it earlier in the season yeah. that they called offside, and it's and yeah. they they call this one onside. I mean, if you want to go look at it, Ryan, it's it's one from two months ago. If you yeah. just look up McDavid offside on dry sidle goal review it was against the blues yeah that that's the only thing that upsets me honestly i think that play should be onside and i think it's good for the offensive side of hockey that that play is onside but the fact that it's not consistent is the only thing that, that upsets me so and, and the way that james you said that the that the rule is worded yeah, saying possession control, and control yeah possession and control implies that the puck has to be on your stick yeah because control you can control a puck without touching it possession yeah. if you're using it in the same sentence you could be like oh possession is control but yeah, but it's not if but you're it saying is, it in the same not, sentence yeah. then it's probably touching the puck yeah it definitely needs to be defined better at least but yeah, yeah. so the actual it, it wording... annoys me so much because the nhl released a statement on that goal on that call 
So the actual rule says here, a player actually controlling the puck who shall cross the line ahead of the puck shall not be considered offside, providing he had possession and, and control of the puck prior to his skates crossing the leading edge of the blue line. So leading edge even. Goodness. Yeah. So that, and, that, that changes my mind even more about the goal. <laughs> yep. It, Adding the and control makes it makes it seem like that shouldn't have counted. That's, that's what I'm get, saying. And, and, that was, and that was their point when they made a call like that two months ago. They're like, because it says possession and control. Yeah, because I think for sure it's possession. But ha- is there a definition for control in the rule book? Because, I mean, he controlled the puck to move it to a spot so that he could get it again. But, um, yeah, that that's just a poorly worded rule. Possession in control is a stupid thing to say when you're talking about even even when you're like when you're skating with the puck, you constantly are stick handling. It's yeah, constantly it's, it's moving not, off of your stick yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I was saying at the beginning of the show. It's like the concept of possession in hockey is totally different from any other sport. So it's it's weird to use that terminology, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, we, we just need, we just need to get off of it. Otherwise, we're gonna yeah. just gonna. But, well, there, there's the, the problem is there's not an answer to it. <laughs> yeah, the the league made an answer, and then now now the answer now the answer's is the answer. <laughs> <laughs> now there's two answers, so now they can just pick whichever one they want. Smart. <laughs> That's what they do anyway. You, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and and say this as well because I thought about this during the game. And I was thinking maybe they really do miss them that much, but I think this team misses Kiviranta and Glenn Denning more than we think. Yeah, they I mean, definitely. and Olafson played awful in the first half of this game. I thought they looked atrocious. And you know why you didn't notice them in the second half? Because they, they didn't, didn't play. Didn't play them. <laughs> they didn't play at all. They had seven and a half minutes total. Goodness, that's... dude. Well, and, and what's that's frustrating for uh, I almost said Rick Bonus, but uh, that's fr- frustrating for Pete DeBoer because that's not the way he likes to run his system. His system, yeah. the way when it's played correctly, is you run all four lines and all three D pairs even. And and, and the just, past couple of games, I mean, uh, hence Robertson and Pavelski have been, been have been playing twenty minutes like yep. every single night. Yep, and that happens again tonight. So. I know I said this game was bad because I'm mostly looking at the results and that's what I really only care about, but there were some good things in this game tonight. I still think they, I still think they played bad. That's my still, that's still my official opinion, but there were some good things in this game tonight. Uh, Jamie Ben continues to be vintage Jamie Ben again. I mean, he continues to, to play the way he's been playing all season. I thought he would slow down. He hasn't. And if anything, he's, he's been Probably our best player, most consistent player. Yeah, that's what I was uh, stressed, in, yeah. in this, especially in this slump. And that's exactly what you need as a team. You need your captain being one of your best players. Yep, for sure. He gets a goal and gets a primary assist on the Rope Hints power play goal. Um, who else? Uh well, we we've gotten this far and we haven't even talked about uh Dadanoff. We'll talk more about the trade here in a little bit, but uh I mean, I thought he played excellent tonight. I, I thought he, along with Ben and Johnston, he there were times he was the one 
leading the rush and leading the offense and getting some extra chances for that line. So I thought he played really well tonight. Yep, definitely. And I, I initially thought that it's his obvious slot is in the Sagan Marchment line. And in hindsight, I see that the third line is definitely a better spot for him. I mean, he gets more limited playing time. He plays against te- he he should play against the other team's worst line since they play less often. And I mean, it, obviously, it worked because he looked fantastic. Pretty much after the first period, he was very good. Yeah. He he was very noticeable. And honestly, putting back together Sagan, Marchment, and Delandria looked good tonight. They just they yes. couldn't get the puck on the net. If yeah, they yeah. if they just get the puck on the net, like just shoot it at the goaltender, something. Um, that first the first chance for Marchment. Oh, Marchment. Oh, yeah. Oh, I died, goodness. dude. I died. Cooper Cooper thought that that it was saved, and I was screaming. I'm like, dude, no. He just lost it. And that that honestly It was a great pass, too, man. Yeah, that scares me more than anything that I saw tonight is the fact that Marchment has a play like that and can't even get a shot off. I mean, he is just so nervous and panicky that he just stick handles himself to death. I mean, that he did not look like a goal scorer right there. So that is scary. Is it time to uh, to bench him? Bench him? No, you can't. <laughs> The problem is, so there, there's a difference here between, so we can kind of compare this to the Gurionov situation we had a lot last year, or or maybe Radulov is probably better, actually. Um, the, the difference is Marshmitt always plays hard and always wins puck battles and always back checks hard. I mean, he is still playing hockey, and that, that kind of reminds me more of the Nachushkin situation. Nachushkin was... Snake, he was never on the scorecard, but he's always playing good defensive hockey, always playing hard, and he stayed in the lineup. I mean, he he was never healthy scratch really during that terrible stretch that he had. And I think Marchment keeps himself in the lineup with that play, but I mean, with the salary that he's making and the kind of contract that he signed, he has to score. Score, man. Um, but we saw this exact same kind of thing with uh Pavelski when he first came to Dallas. I mean, the first year he pretty much sucked. couldn't do it. Yeah. I mean, he couldn't do anything. And then the playoffs hit, boom, there's Pavelski. And ever since, he's been a mainstay on the top line. So when you, when you have a new free, free agent come in, sometimes it just takes a little bit of time. Maybe that's the situation here. But if we want to make a deep playoff run this season, we need we need Marchment now, not next season. So if we want to be a, a, a good cup contender, we need Mason Marchment. We need Tyler Sagan. And, heck, we need Joe Pavelski to get a puck on net too. Yeah. And that was actually going to be the next player that I talked about and uh, put this question up that I saw across Twitter. And I mean, maybe consider it, but I, I still think it's it, it's it's hard to imagine it. Do you split up the top line and pull Pavelski off of it and put somebody else on? Is it time? I kind of I want to see Pavelski and Sagan switch, honestly, because <laughs> Sagan was doing really good that, yeah. and Sagan still looks good while he's on the third line. He's just, he doesn't have as much space, very obviously. And there's never been a more fair time to break up that top line. When was the last time they scored a five on five goal? It's been a while. I don't know. (laughs) That's bad. (laughs) For, for For the best line in hockey and the one that we're supposed to rely on so much to not know when they last scored a five on five goal, not good. They got beat tonight by Bavillier and. 
the Canucks top line five dude, on five. Bavel is like mad at being traded or something. <laughs> he's not mm-hmm. happy. He's there. Yes. He he was like he was having a bad year too, and he's gone to the Canucks and he's had multiple multiple multi point games since. Helps yep. playing with Pedersen. True. He that is true. <laughs> playing I on the first I look at the line. Canucks roster and I'm like. How is this team so bad? Because they can't yeah, play defense. <laughs> mm-hmm. they, so they can't play players. defense. Like it, it, they they let up four goals tonight, and yeah. they probably should have lost. And they should have let up more. The only reason they didn't was because of Demko. Yeah, there should have been. We should have had six or seven tonight. And I mean, I, and I just got to keep reminding myself and keep reminding Stars fans here. Th- this is still February. All right. With twenty games, March, still. we're good. Yeah, we have, we still have twenty games. You can still, you can still recover. If this is happening on March fifteenth, th- then I'll start yelling I'll like, start like Ryan scr- is. I'll, I'll, <laughs> well, I'm I'm still panicking because uh, I'm I'm terrified. As you're to... panicking because of the standings, I think the standings are worth panicking. They are, That's a good thing to mention deep. here. Uh, yep, Winnipeg. Winnipeg is in the wild card spot. They're in the first yeah. wild card spot. They have dropped they out just like I long. said they would. First of all, I stuck to my guns. I Genius. said the Jets suck. Also, look who else is in a wild card spot. Seattle. Seattle. Who stuck to their guns and said Seattle is still going to suck. You Chris? said Seattle's not going to make the playoffs, though. And I don't know about that <laughs> you one. You did say, yeah. I think Seattle's going to make the playoffs. They're dropping. They, the only team that can catch them is Calgary, Calgary. and Calgary's yeah, struggling, man. It, yeah, they're not doing it now. But in the Central, the top four teams are separated by four points. Right. It's five That's points now because we got one point. We did get one. Oh, point. no. Four points. Oh, they already gave it us that point? three points before. Yeah. Okay. Four points. Uh, Colorado is charging in their last 10. Colorado is seven, one, and two. Yeah. I still they're think healthy. they're going to win the division. Uh, they have a Kelma Carr again. Uh, they're attacking. They're probably, they're probably going to win the division. Yeah. But either way, the worst case scenario is us playing Colorado first round, which cannot happen. Yeah, we cannot do that. We just gotta stay at the top three. You're right. Let's drop. <laughs> no. Let's go in the Pacific. No, no, no. Obviously just win joking. the game. I just want to win the games in overtime. I mean, uh, we yeah, we padded our lead again a little bit tonight. We we, so, we we got tied up with Calgary and San Jose again, but then we took the lead right back on overtime losses. So good for us. Out of all of the teams currently in the playoffs, we have the least amount of wins. Yeah. And we are number one in the central. Uh-huh. That yeah. that that tells you how bad we've been in overtime and shootouts. It's just it's honestly it's impressive ridiculous. at this point. It's impressive. <laughs> it's sadly impressive. Yeah. I mean, we need to get a statistician st- 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 on this one to give us the probability I, we, of this because this is low we, we did it the other the other season this is the yeah. same thing two seasons it's ago every other we season. lost i think two seasons ago we got to 15 or i think it was 14 i'm not positive was it uh, 14 or 15 um and then last year we did the opposite we were like the best and we only lost like three and now we're back to we, we might beat 15 we'll probably beat 15 at this we might get to 20 mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe. I wouldn't be surprised. All right, boys. I got a quiz to take. I got homework because I'm a bad student, so I got to leave. All right, Chris. Chris. We'll see you later, bud. Yeah, have fun talking about the Donov and all the trades. Yep. See you later, bud. Hey, guys. This is Ryan here. This time of year, everyone's talking about making big changes in their life, which is all well and good and everything, but... 
Most of the time, it's pretty unrealistic. Each year, one of my New Year's resolutions is to eat healthier. And it seems like every single year, I always give up on it pretty quickly through the beginning of the year. It's mostly around January. I've actually found that the smallest changes to your routine can actually make the biggest impact. In the same way, you don't have to break the bank to make a big deal purchase. Even the smallest things can be a part of a big change if it's something you use every day, like my Raycons. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. My Raycons are great each morning that I go out to run my mile run. So whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with a battery that will last all night at your next party, Raycons got you covered. And yes, Raycons start at half the price of other premium audio brands. So you don't even have to choose between products. You can get one of each or a pair in a spare and still pay less than you would with some of the other guys. Even if you know you'll love your Raycons as much as I do, Raycon wants to make sure you feel great about your purchase. They offer buy now, pay later options, and every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee. There's lots of great features with these Raycon products, but one of my favorite ones is the custom gel tips that comes with it because my ears are incredibly small, so it's just great that I can find something that fits my ear well. And then the other thing I really like is the noise isolation. Sometimes it's just nice to block out the rest of the world and just listen to your music or to whatever podcast you're listening to. So are you ready to buy something small with a big impact? Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off buyraycon.com slash THPN. Hey guys, it's Ryan here. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can be get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. I really want to see the Mavs do really well, so with the recent acquisition of Kyrie Irving to the Mavs, I'm just going to be taking the over every single time on DraftKings Sportsbook on his point totals, because, I don't know, I'm just hoping that me betting on that is going to help him inconspicuously get more points. I don't know. I, I'm just going to be looking at that. Download the app now and sign up with the code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with the code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. All right. Well, while Chris has to go, we are still going to be with you. Me and James are. We're going to kind of break down some of the things that went around during the weekend. Because, holy crap, I guess everybody decided that the trade deadline was on Sunday night. So uh, let's just go through uh, the obvious trades here first, though, uh, James. We got to talk about the Dennis Garionoff for uh, Evgeny Dodonoff, right? It is Evgeny, right? Yes, it's, yeah, okay. So, yeah, for those two players, it was it was a straight-up one-for-one one with 
Dodonov also deciding to uh, drop his no trade clause, and also with Montreal uh, retaining fifty percent of the salary there. Um, and the first thing I saw from a lot of Montreal fans at first was like, "Oh, the Kent Hughes fleece," and Kent Hughes is the GM of the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, and I'm, I don't know if I'm they've thinking, realized you, how bad Gorillanov has been. <laughs> right? It's like, have you? He's a project. Have you not seen him play? That I mean, that right there tells you that you have not seen him play, like at all. Period. So, the 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 thing about, I think this is a win win situation for Jim Nell here because first off, maybe a win 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 all the way around because on a personal level, he he loves Garyanov. I I don't doubt that at all. He cares for this guy. Uh, Garyanov has been around this team his entire career. He was drafted by them, played for the Texas Stars, played for obviously for the Dallas Stars for four or five seasons now. And he just needed a change. And so that that was the first win for this trade is just the fact that Garyanov needed a change. And that's a great team to go to. If you're going to go to a team when you're struggling, I mean, Montreal literally has a coach who is developing players as he's playing them in the NHL. It's a perfect place. And then the second one of this trade is just the fact that we get somebody that actually has a higher potential of scoring goals for us right now. Maybe not later, obviously. Maybe Gary Arnold figures it out and he's a 40-goal scorer next year. But right now, already, Dodonov has half as many goals as Gary Arnold did as a Dallas star this season. So, I mean, that right there tells you more than I need to know. And that, that was the second big win of the trade for Jim. Nell. I mean, you're, you get a, you get a player that not only is he's, his stats are better this year and he's in a struggling year as well for him, but he's going to the Donovan's coming to a coaching staff that he knows and has played very well under as well. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a great trade. So, and again, that's another, uh, that's another one I wasn't even thinking about. And it's not just the head coach. It's also Steve Spott, the assistant coach for the Dallas Stars, who knows the Donoff pretty well. So it, it also makes me kind of feel good that he was willing to drop his no trade clause in order to come it, it, yeah, to Dallas. It, it shows that he wants to be here. He's not just coming here because he got traded. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. And then uh, the third win for this, and I think this is the, the biggest thing, this is probably not the last thing that Jim Nil does this week. Yeah. The I trade mean, deadline is on Friday, and this opened up four hundred thousand dollars for the stars in uh, in cap space. Which, I mean, everyone, oh great, four hundred thousand dollars. Okay, well, it's a in, lot actually. In, in, right now, especially in the flat cap, and I mean, you only have eighty-two and a half million dollars to deal with. That four hundred thousand dollars could be huge. I mean, it absolutely could be huge. I mean. The only way we had any chance of getting Jacob Chikrin is if we made this deal. Imagine we go out and get Jacob Chikrin. I don't think that's likely. I'll, I'll just so start that off. But if the potential is there, he at least opens the door for the Stars and himself to make another move to improve this team because this team really needs it right now. And I, I know that we've been talking about defensemen and like, Okay, now we've got the been, we got a forward who can play in the middle six, but I really, I I think we need another forward because, especially right now with that's true. I, I think, I especially with the way our defenders played tonight, it was 
it was bad. I mean, if if and also you're talking about your if you're going into a playoff stretch and you have we have six defensemen really. Like you don't want you don't want Hanley realistically playing actual actual minutes. And he, he's talked about uh, Jim Null talked about Harley. He's like, yes, if Harley is going to come up and play, then this is where I want him. But he's not sure that Harley is ready to come into the league yet. So if you are still worried about that and you realistically have six and a half defensemen, you should probably go get another defenseman for a playoff run because there's no way they are all staying healthy during a playoff run. That like never happens. So who are you looking at then, James? Because I have a specific have player no in mind. I wasn't looking at Dodonov, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> well, I mean, also, what did I say? I, I said Jim Nell was probably going to make a trade. For someone the, who of a player heard of. Yeah, well, <laughs> I've heard of Dodonov before. I, I've, I remember his days in Florida. He had 20 goal seasons, and he was playing in the top six in, down in Florida. And I also remember him last year when the Stars were playing Vegas towards the end of the season. And he seemed to be like the only guy that actually ever cared, uh, even though they tried to, to trade him away during the season. And, they and, did do that. And the NHL was like, nope, nope, not happening. You can't do that. He has a no trade movement. So I remembered him, but he was not on my radar at all. And I, I think this could low-key be a really good pickup for the uh, Dallas Stars here. I think so, part of the reason why we didn't think about him being on the radar is because we're thinking we want a one for one. The trait, the age difference between Goryanov and Dodonov is huge. <laughs> you're, you're 25 to 33, so that's really that's why you have Montreal retaining 50 percent because you you are you're giving up the the signing rights for Goryanov this season is what it is. And honestly, with the way that he had been playing this season, there was no way he that was, he yeah. was going to be coming. He wasn't back. getting re-signed. There's I, no way no chance. Play. Even if like the end of the season he scores like three or four more goals, like the, the last the last like ten games, let's say he scores like four or five goals. I, I just don't know. It, Cause at that point you're you're looking at him, he has seven goals on the entire season. And he played the entire year, essentially. And just so uh obviously in the NHL world, let's get out of Stars Land for a little while. Everybody is still waiting on Patrick Kane. Uh, it, it seems it, it seems like there's only one team in play. It's the New York Rangers. It's just a matter of when it's going to happen and what is going to be going the other way because I think it's going to be a very underwhelming return for the Chicago Blackhawks for one of the best players of all time. At this point, yes. I definitely think that because everyone who, who really, really wanted a, a really good forward like that got one already <laughs> so i the, the only the only place he's gonna go now it i mean we're not gonna get him because nil openly came out and said i'm not trading a bunch of pieces for a rental for one season so i no i don't think there's any chance he comes to dallas unless like we, we trade like a third and a fourth for him which they're probably not doing they're probably just running him out for the rest of the season if that's the case I, I just I just don't see it. I just don't see it. And your statement right there is what gives me hope that the Stars might get Jacob Chikrin. Might get Jacob Chikrin. Because uh, Chikrin still has a 
good number of years left on his contract. He's still got two years remaining. So he's got some I term think, on him. I think Chikrin's probably going to end up in L.A. I think L.A.'s mad at <laughs> at the Coyotes for saying, oh, the Chikrin deal's going to happen. <laughs> and then Trying to they're like, uh, no. Yeah. So I I think he probably still ends up in an L- in L.A., but we'll see. I mean, anything can happen at this point, though. I would be okay with a defenseman with some term for the stars, not so much a forward because obviously I feel like we've got some forwards who are coming up that deserve a shot. I mean, there's so many, there's so many that deserve a shot. Um, specifically, obviously Logan Stankov, and I, I think his spot right now is already solidified for next year with the way that he's played. And I, I would even go a step further and maybe even say Maverick Bork and, and say Maverick Bork is now, up there as well so um let me just throw some names at you james since we're talking about it we're, we're back to stars land sorry i don't know why i'm saying sorry we're a stars podcast heck um uh, some available defensemen out there and there's some of the top on the tsn trade bait board um jacob chicken we already talked about uh gavrikov which seemed like he was going to get traded a long time ago and he's been held out for almost two weeks uh luke shin out of vancouver who didn't play tonight then there's also uh, Carson Soucy. Matthias Eckholm apparently is on the trade block as well, which I don't think the Stars should go after that. Uh, Nick Jensen out of Washington. So, I mean, there's still a lot of good players that are still available that I would think would be on the trade block. Well, we'll see where it goes because really what it's going to come down to is it's going to come down to a team who, who is probably it's an expiring deal. They know they're not going to resign him and we can get him for something cheap because I, I just don't see uh, there, there's not going to be a big trade. There never is <laughs> hardly has there ever been one for, from Jim Neal. And I don't think this year is going to be any different. I just really think that there is still a chance we get Jacob chicken. I do. And, and I don't, I don't mean for it in like a hopeful way either. Because here's the thing. If I'm Jim Nell, here's what I'm thinking. I've got Miro Haskin in. Miro Haskin is my number one defenseman. Jacob Chikrin is being asked to be the number one defenseman in in Arizona right now. If he comes to Dallas, he's not going to be asked to do that. And as soon as he comes, he's probably arguably the second best defenseman on this team. I would I would maybe put him behind Essel Lindell because I think Lindell is very underrated. So maybe number three, but he's definitely a top four defenseman coming here. And like we've said, we've we've got some pro- we've got enough offensive depth, and we don't have enough defensive depth. And I know we went out and got a ton of like draft picks, and all of our guys we drafted at the last draft were like all defensemen except for like one forward, uh, with what which was uh, Matthew Simmons, a, a teammate of Logan Stankov, and, and one goaltender, but. Some of those guys, uh, our our first round draft pick from this past year, he's still probably two, three, four years away from making the NHL. And I'd say we kind of need somebody now. We kind of need somebody now over the course of the next two or three years. Maybe not this year, but especially next year for sure. It's not even just the next two or three years. We need someone now for a playoff run because you are not going to get all six defensemen healthy through the entire playoff run. It's 
it it, it could happen technically. It the likelihood of it happening is extremely low. So here's the other thing Ardell's pointing out, and he makes a good point because it's I mean, Nil treats first round picks like gold. And there is that one. Nil isn't parting with first round picks. It isn't happening. That's what he meant to say in the next comment. But th- here's the thing. I didn't think he was going to trade a first round pick. And then out of nowhere, he got Nils Lundqvist for a first and a third. So, I mean, I, I, if he's I think that was the right deal. Yes, that I is think true. You take it. I think I, you he take has it. he what. So he had a his before the game interview he had he he was talking like he had like a budget he already knew what he was willing to give up and if it wasn't in that in that area he wasn't gonna do it like i think he he seemed pretty pretty uh i guess stubborn is kind of the word for that it's like he he is he's not gonna do more than this number i don't know what that number is but he's definitely already decided and uh Talek Lizzie over here. By the way, Talek Lizzie, you you're always over here in the chats and I never mention you. I apologize. You always have really good comments and she makes a decent point here. Uh she thinks that he overpaid uh for Nils. And here here's I, my thought process extent, on, on this. Yes. To an extent, I, yes. I would still say it's too early to tell. Yeah. Because it uh, it's it's one year. One year. I mean, it you have to give it like two or three or four years. Yeah. And is Gary Onoff? Yes. And was for, 100% a failure. I mean, Nils Lundqvist, he, he could be that guy that I'm talking about Jacob Chickering could be for us. I mean, I don't know. But, I mean, he does have six goals on the season, and he's yeah. been scratched and, quite a bit, and he's still learning, and he's that getting was, better. That he's was the main better. thing I was going to point out. Is, is he has six goals on the season? I think that's tied for rookie defenseman. I mean, no, he's leading. He's leading he's now. Leading now for Ricky D. So, I mean, he's he's not having a bad season in terms of rookie defenseman, and he's really breaking into a league earlier than most defensemen would. <laughs> like a lot of defensemen don't come into the league till mid twenties. He's twenty two. So there, there, there's still some time for for, for on on that front, but. Uh, anyways, James, I mentioned all those names. Do any of those interest you in something the Stars could go after? I don't. I don't look at defensemen enough to know any of them very well. But I, I, I think it would be. I, I we're not look. We're not going to get a top four defenseman. I don't think. I think we could get a bottom, even a bottom two, as long as it's cheap, and they can eat up some minutes. I, I mean, honestly, that that is likely what we're going to get. And that's kind of, at bare minimum, that's what I want to see. If it's more, I'll be really happy, and I hope it is more. But if we don't get any defensemen at all, oh boy, are we in trouble. Because that means Harley is going to play in the playoffs. Hanley? Harley will play, too. No, he won't. At this point, I think Harley... I think Harley will play over Hanley the next time we get a chance. No, he won't. Did I think you, the did, only reason why he hasn't did played he listen this season, to the press conference today. I think the only reason why he hasn't played this season is because of cap issues. And I think once we get past the trade deadline, 
if we get a chance to pull him up and play him, I think we'll do it. I don't think so. I, I think he's I think he's firmly cemented in the AHL. And I, I think he he's said got... that to to say he wants him to play minutes. I, I don't we're not gonna pull him up if we're just gonna play him like 10 minutes. He's gonna play 15 or more if he gets into the lineup. Whereas Hanley, if he plays, he's gonna play like 12 or less. I don't know. Well, the ones that really interest me are uh, Shane Gotha Spear out of Arizona. That's someone I've been kind of high on, and he's played great since he's been in Arizona. So I think that might be a good pickup. And uh, Luke Shin is another pickup. I just don't think he would work as well as Ghost. I think we need another puck-moving defenseman. Shane Gotha Spear is a 100% a puck moving defenseman and he's a guy who can play on your power play. He gives you an extra option because obviously Nils hasn't been trusted as much by yeah, Pete DeBoer he, on the power play been, to the point to where Studer is play. playing on the power play. Yeah. I, so they play together now, don't they? I mean, we have like no one to go on the power play. It feels like, well, with the addition of, uh, Oh my gosh. Did, uh, the Donoff. That's, I don't think that they're going to go with a two defenseman set on the power play anymore. I think it's just going to be one. So, But I, I think going out and getting Ghost would give you an extra option on the power play. Plus, his zone exits, he's had really good analytics. The, the fancy stats, I'm not going to go into that because it's boring and it's just numbers and stuff. But I geek out over that stuff. But uh, his stuff have, has been really good this year. So that's who I would want uh, for the stars, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it, it also, if you pair him with someone like Hawk and Paw, I think he would be okay. Put Lindell, maybe even put Lindell with him. I don't know. Put Lindell with him and let him play up there with that. I, I think that because, um, oh, Ar- Ardell is reading my mind. Uh, he, yes, he is very bad on the defensive front sometimes. Yeah. But I mean, if he if you have somebody like Esther Lindell looking out for him like that, I think he, he it could be a very good ad for the Dallas Stars. We'll see. But anyways, we're 52 minutes in. We got to get into oh, yeah. the we got to get into the actual <laughs> trades, the other trades. Uh, yeah. OK, so uh, first off, let's just start on Saturday because there was a bunch. There's there so many others that happened, but we're not even getting into that. Um, apparently Shea Weber is now an Arizona Coyote, by the way. What? Yeah, did you not see that trade go in through? <laughs> no, yeah, I didn't. Um, the Vancouver Canucks uh, d- did acquire Craftsoft uh, from the New York Rangers in exchange for William Lockwood in a seventh. This was purely just to show Patrick Kane that they're trying to make cap space for him. Right? Yeah. yeah. I think Craftsoft might be a good fit for... Uh, for Vancouver in the long run, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes there. Uh, speaking of other teams in the Central Division making moves, um, the Winnipeg Jets, who have been in free fall almost as bad as the Stars have been, worse, uh, they honestly. worse. Yeah, at least yeah, we're getting I'm, they're in a, they're in a wild card spot now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, the Jets acquired uh, Nino Niederreiter, one of the greatest names in the NHL, from the Predators in exchange for a second round pick. Um, Nita Ryder is someone that I wanted the stars to go after in the uh, in free agency this past offseason. So I, I think that's a good pickup for the Jets. What do you think? Yeah, and a second isn't too bad for that either. I, I just don't know that that's 
that's necessarily who you need on that team. But I mean, we'll see. I mean, they, they play great defense already. I feel like you just need to score more. Well, that's exactly what Niederreiter does. He's a 20 goal scorer, just like uh, the Dunn office. So, um, the Golden Knights went out and got Ivan Barbashev because, of course, they're in every single shiny new toy that's out there in the trade market or in free agency because that's just what Vegas does. And uh, they traded away a first-round draft pick, but Zach Dean is the name of the person. They It, it just seems like they just trade away all their first-round draft picks, and they're like, eh, they whatever. Don't care. Okay. They live in Vegas. They spend money like they're in Vegas. Exactly. Uh, I thought this was funny. The, uh, the Avalanche also went out and got Jack Johnson, reacquired Jack Johnson after letting him go via free agency. It's, it's weird how often <laughs> weird. they do that. They, they just know, let right? players yeah. go, and then they're like, right. no, we want him back. We nah. want that dude, actually. Um, I'll save that one here in a second. I'll save that one for here in a second. Uh, big one today that happened. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs acquired uh, Jake McCabe and Sam Lafferty, so two guys that were rumored to be on the trade block. Uh, I think that's an excellent pickup for Toronto. It's almost like uh, Toronto went out and got Ryan O'Reilly. And then we'll talk about what Tampa Bay did here in a second. And then Toronto's like, oh, really? Okay. And they went out and got somebody else. Uh, I mean, it's it, that is going to be a bloodbath of a playoff series to yeah, watch. It, and I am all here for it. Whether the, whether the stars do well or not, I'm going to be super excited to watch that. I, it's funny because Leafs fans like cry about, oh, why isn't playoff format just one through eight and you play who you play? But it's everyone is is it's the same first of all right now. But everyone is trading for everyone. You are not going to have any good playoff matchup if you are in the East. Well, the it's like everybody in the East is buying. And it, yeah, everyone in the it, I, I, I saw a tweet. It said, "It said uh, the Eastern Conference acquires the Western Conference." Apparently, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like I that's mean, what's I mean, happening. All of our teams are just selling everyone. They don't want them. I mean, like even Patrick Kane here in a couple of days. I'm sure. I, I think I was listening he's, to he's 32 Thoughts. On, probably. Yeah, I was listening to, to 32 Thoughts. And uh, I think it was Elliot that said it's probably going to happen Wednesday or Thursday, that trade. So we'll see how that goes. But I don't know. It might happen. It might not happen. Uh, but it, 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 it's got to happen really, before Friday, right? Yeah. It's got to happen before Friday. The Patrick I think King it really deal. depends on if the if the Blackhawks are okay with just letting the team, with letting the Rangers fleece them. Because that's what's going to happen. They're gonna get like nothing in return. They're gonna get well. I mean, it, for, their, at least, for the best player, one of the best players that their franchise has ever seen. I would, I would argue it's probably one of the like probably the best actually, it, considering how many players have gone through there in Chicago. I mean, I mean, think about even the the guys of the past. I mean, Eddie Belfour went through there. Uh, Bobby Hall. I mean, like legends of the game, and. I mean, I would argue that Patrick Kane is up there. I would definitely argue that he's got to be up there. We'll see. It's funny because at the beginning of the season, you're thinking, "Oh, they're gonna get, they're gonna get some good compensation for that." And now you're thinking, they might not get anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's talk about the two really big trades uh, that happened Sunday night. It's almost like the stars started a trend. Like they were the first team to trade something during church on Sunday. 
And then it just started like a, a click. It's like all the GMs thought, oh, 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 it's Sunday. Oh, okay. Wait, today oh, we're Sunday. allowed to trade now. Oh, we're allowed to. Oh, well, we're just going to trade today. This is the deadline today. But first off, this came out of nowhere. And it was actually rumored that the Stars were in on this uh, player from Nashville. The Tampa Bay Lightning go out and get Tanner Janot from the Nashville Predators. And they give up like a, a hand draft a foot, class. <laughs> and, yeah, and like, holy crap. Literally, they gave up a first, a second, a third, fourth, and fifth. Yeah, in different years and stuff like that. And there's some conditions still, on some of the picks, but still, yeah. They don't have any draft no, picks and, for the next and, two years. <laughs> and they gave up Cal Foote, who is, I would argue, is still yeah, a pretty decent young defenseman. Who, who, who I mean, he's not going to be any like Haskinen or Sergachev or Makar or anything like that, but he's still going to be a decent player. Yeah. So, I mean, even if this works out for Tampa. Holy crap. I know, <laughs> that right? is a lot. A lot, a lot. No, well, no chance that we were that we could have ever been on all that if that's what Tampa traded him for. Really? I mean yes. that is a, that is the like that all of Twitter is even blowing up at that. Even even like people who work for memory. the NHL, yeah. That they're like, is this a real trade or like <laughs> it, it because I mean the dude's not that good. This year, really for isn't. certain, he's not. Last year, he had a fantastic year, and I think he's just everyone on everyone slump. on Nashville had a had a great year last year. But yes, I also think that it might be a sophomore slump. I did see that too. I mean, if there's anything that uh, Tampa Bay can do, is they can take a player and turn him into a superstar, just a regular player, because of the players they have. So, and I mean, I, I would the, argue that he could already be a superstar without being in Tampa, but yeah, they do like to do that. Don't they? <laughs> yeah, they do. Um, and at first I was like, there's no way I would ever do that trade. If I'm the, the Tampa Bay GM, but at the last, they have everyone already, they don't need any more pieces. They don't well, need the draft picks. <laughs> well, I mean, that was the other thing I, I looked at their lineup. They're and young I was, too. And I, They're not old. They're, they have like at least five years left in them guys. of that team. They, they've got a lot of guys in their prime. They've got a lot of guys in their prime. But yeah. the, the other thing is, is like, I, I mean, who do they pull out of their lineup? Are they going to pull out uh, Belmar, Corey Perry, or Maroon? They have to pull out one of those three guys. They're one not, of those three guys not, has, has to come out. I think it's probably Belmar. But I would think it's I, Perry. They're not, they're not going to pull out Perry. You don't, you don't do that. Perry. You don't do that. That's mean. <laughs> don't pull out Corey Perry. Uh, well, anyways, what I was saying about this is, you know, I, I, I get it. I, I, I looked at it again after 24 hours, and I was just like, you know what? Screw it, all in. <laughs> I mean, why not? They, right? I mean, they really don't need them. And With they, the players they, must, they have, they don't need it. They don't need him, but they feel like they could use him, and he could be a difference maker in the playoffs. And. Against a Toronto team who is literally going all in right now with the players. They, I mean, Ryan O'Reilly on the second line. They yeah. went out and got Jake McCabe, who is really good for the Chicago Blackhawks. That's I mean, literally an arms race right now. It's, it's, it's between it's... those two teams. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean that playoff series alone probably could be better than the Stanley Cup final this year. I would argue. I, I thought it even last year it was it was. Last year's series between the Leafs and the Lightning was amazing. Oh, it was great. Oh, it was, that was fantastic. That was the best series in round one, I thought. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, we we got to mention it. Does Toronto get over the hump? I don't think they do. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I don't it, think it, so. I don't think they can do so, it. <laughs> the problem is they haven't proven that they yet. can even, they, they haven't even proven that they can win a round yet. And Tampa hasn't proven that they can lose a round until the Stanley cup finals. So right. you are, you're playing against some crazy bad odds still, even with I mean, the trade pickups. It's just dang. I, I, it's like, I want, I want, Toronto to win. <laughs> I yeah. just because it sucks so bad for them. I mean, the Stars have had have missed the playoffs and yet they've won way more playoff rounds than Toronto has in the past 4 or 5 years. And that's crazy. That that absolutely blows my mind. Yeah. So, last season we had the same amount of playoff games as they did. That's true. And our team kind of was not great last season. No, it wasn't. And the only thing that kept us in was a uh, a furry little creature in net named Daughter. Okay, and then we obviously got to mention the the big one, the big one that kind of happened, and we all saw this coming. I mean, how could we not see Timo Meyer was going to be going to the New Jersey Devils? So that trade is huge bro. It is, it's enormous i looked so, i looked at it as like i don't even know what to make of it i don't know i don't know half the people in them i don't know how good they're supposed to be so new jersey did really well with this trade in my opinion because if you don't know their their prospects well enough they've got a couple of guys who are who are really high up in their prospect pyramid so Basically, they have a stink oven and they have a Johnston and they have a, uh, I guess you could say a Bork. And to their equivalent, they got Timo Meyer without trading any of those three guys away. Just, just think about that for a second. The stars really, they would have traded one. I think, I think really they would have traded one. I don't know, but but this is what, this is what I'm saying. New Jersey did. They did not trade away their stink oven, their Johnston, their Bork, none of those guys and still got Timo Meyer. But anyways, New Jersey got Timo Meyer and Timur Ibrahimov. I never heard of him before. Uh, Scott Harrington, who's a decent bottom six option. Uh, Sinteri Hataka, uh, goalie Zach. Imond and a fifth round pick in 2024. And then San Jose gets Fabian Zetterland, Andreas Janssen, and then uh please excuse my pronunciation on this next name. Shakir Mukamadulin. I don't even know how to say his name. I I, I don't even think that's close. And then uh Nikita Okotiak or something like that. And a first, and a second, and a seventh. I mean, the trade is just absolutely enormous. I mean, that, that's probably about 12 or 13 different, like, assets yeah. between the two it, teams. It makes me wonder if that's because the Sharks still don't want to go into a rebuild. Because if, if you're going into a rebuild, you want the picks. You really, <laughs> really want the draft picks. But well, getting the all, all the prospects, I don't know, man. I don't they, know. They got... They got... Zetterland, who is a grade B prospect, I would say. He's still pretty good. Uh, Shakir, I've heard that he's a pretty decent prospect as well. He's probably the highest of the prospects that they got. Uh, the 
Okotiuk guy apparently is about the same level, like a B minus level prospect who could be pretty good. So they got those three guys, but they also got a first, a second, and a seventh on top of that. And then Andreas Janssen just kind of got thrown in there to kind of make the, the cap work for uh for New it's, Jersey in order for the deal it's to also, happen. It's also a conditional second. If New Jersey makes it to the Stanley Cup finals, it's a first. In so they can, and they can they, they can make two second round two first round picks then. That's that's for this year or next year, if I remember it correctly. If they make the Stanley Cup playoffs or the finals this year or next year, they get the, another first round pick. Mm-hmm. There's some weird conditions on that. I mean, there are some crazy, crazy things going on with 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 that trade. So I guess to kind of wrap everything up. Timo Meyer is a New Jersey Devil. Tuner Renault is a Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Jake McCabe, Sam Lafferty, Ryan O'Reilly, they're all Toronto Maple Leafs. Jack Johnson goes back to Colorado. Barbashev goes to Vegas. We get Dodonov. Yaranov goes to uh, Montreal. Uh, Niederreier is a Jet, and Kraftsoff is a Canuck. So all of that happened just over the weekend. So... I, I mean, it was a crazy weekend. <laughs> I mean, it was a crazy weekend. So this le- th- this will be my last question, and then we got to wrap it up because it's getting late here, uh, James. But I mean, is this trade deadline gonna live up to the hype? Because I'm not so sure it's going to, because we- we've already heard uh, all the big names have already been traded, right? I mean, Horvat's already out of the picture. So is Timo Meyer now. Timo Meyer is in New Jersey. Uh, Eric Carlson is apparently staying in, in San Jose. Nobody wants his contract. So, I mean... I think I think it's going to go one of two ways. At the deadline, you're either going to get a lot of people who are trading things, and it looks like they're getting fleeced, or you're going to see a lot of people who are trading things, and it looks like they're getting robbed. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it, it, the, the receiving team is either going... Like all of them are either going, it's going to be like the best trade ever for them, or it's going to be the worst trade ever for them. Fair. Well, I mean, we'll see because, I, like you said, all the big names, the biggest names, I would say, not all the big names, the biggest names are out of the hat already. They're already gone. Someone already picked those names. You got to pick someone else. But it could make for some very sneaky deadline acquisitions. Well, and uh, I mean, Patrick Kane, I mean, he's he's going to be traded. I would, almost yeah, but he's not going to anywhere. But New York, right? So, like, so it, it's not, it's not really, it doesn't have any not excitement or drama or anything yeah. like that. Everyone yeah, knows exactly. that you can't get that dude, <laughs> right? So, I don't know what to expect for this trade di- deadline, but my thing is, it's either going to be really, really dead, or it's just going to be absolutely insane, stupid, and just and for excitement a three, purposes, a three-team trade at least once. Oh, uh, multiple times I would I would think. Um, I mean, especially we already know one's going to happen for the Rangers trade. I mean, somebody has to be yeah, the broker to. there. <laughs> somebody has to be the broker there. So that's at least one. It's Arizona. I'm calling it Arizona. I don't think they want or the I mean, Ducks. I mean, maybe the Ducks. I could see the Ducks, but I, I just Arizona doesn't have money right now. They don't. The Ducks do. Ducks have a lot of money. The Ducks have money. The ducks have money. So. Okay, uh, Jacob Chickering, you are a Dallas star. <laughs> I don't know. All right, uh, anything else we need to mention tonight, James? 
are the stars out of the slump or do they keep going? Right now, it looks like they're still in it. They're still in a slump. I think they got. Well, I think we'll we got our hopes Wednesday. up with the the Vegas win. So, I, yeah, and I, we we did see our true Dallas Stars, in my opinion, in the second and third period, but they they, they couldn't push it the rest of the way, which I think is because they lost their killer instinct somewhere. They de- they've definitely had it before. We know this team can do it. They just got to find it. Yep. And we will hope and pray that they find it against the teams on Wednesday and Thursday. First off, the Stars will play on Wednesday. Who do they play again, James? It's another they bad team. Arizona. Arizona. And then they oh. turn around and go to Chicago, Chicago. Yeah, Thursday. Chicago. So it's a back-to-back starting on Wednesday. So, I mean, did we see Scott Wedgwood? I hope we see him. We should see him on Wednesday. I hope we see I him would, on Wednesday. I would think so. Because I, I, I think Otter needs a break. So... And, and it makes Otter play away, which he's better yes, at. That's which he's better at the away. So that's true. Okay. Uh, please go and check out stochastic.com, guys. We appreciate you guys listening to this episode and everything that y'all do to allow us to do this. Thank y'all for staying up with us at 1138 at the time of this recording. And we still got a bunch of people in the double digits who are listening to, to us uh, ramble and hear me yell at james and chris and tell them how wrong they are and james and hear me yell at him (laughs) right exactly so anyways we we just hope that the stars get on track uh there's a little bit of panic but it's not full panic yet so on the bright side so it is only five points to out of a playoff spot or no five points to the bottom of the playoff spot but it's like almost 10 to be out of a playoff spot so there's there is a gap between in the playoffs and out of the playoffs. The gap is just very small at the top. No oh boy. That Start winning and it doesn't matter though. Well, anyways, along with James, my name is Ryan. We will catch you guys on the flip side. And we hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, afternoon, whenever you guys are listening. We will see you guys again on Wednesday when hopefully the stars will get a win against the Arizona Coyotes. See you guys then.